Hello and welcome back to our study session on the book of Ezekiel. Uh, today we are dealing with session 7 where we are going to look at chapter 4. By the way before we enter into this uh, study I just want to remind you that uh, if you are one among them who have not yet subscribed to this channel because I check the video statistics of the current series and I understand that many of you who are watching this have not yet subscribed. So if you are one among them kindly subscribe by hitting that subscribe button and also pressing that bell notification and make sure that you turn on all notifications so that you won't miss out further messages like this as well as other exciting messages that will be uploaded to this channel so the panorama of history especially israel's history we are going to look at the time wherein this babylonian rule comes into the equation you know we see that uh, first abraham then the exodus then the time of kings wherein david solomon and after solomon the kingdom gets divided the northern kingdom israel southern kingdom judah and both those kingdoms are actually in rebellion against god and therefore we see that god sends the assyrians to destroy the northern kingdom and later in time god sends the babylonians to uh, i mean to judge the southern kingdom and that happens in three phases that's what we are going to briefly look the babylonian uh, rule in that time nebuchadnezzar sends his army against jerusalem and he sends a first siege he takes a large number of people as captives to his land of babylon puts another vassal king in jerusalem and in this group of people taken is daniel and uh, his friends and after a while the people of jerusalem they rebel against the babylonian rule they think that they can overcome this uh, pagan rule and this disturbs nebuchadnezzar and he sends a second siege he uh, takes a still a large number of people as captives to his uh, kingdom of babylon puts another uh, vassal king in jerusalem and in this group of people who are taken as captives is the prophet ezekiel and after a while still because of the people's rebellion against the babylonian uh, rule nebuchadnezzar gets really angry he comes back put the, puts up a third siege and destroys jerusalem takes a large group of people as captives to the land of babylon and that's when jerusalem is destroyed and we see that the captivity period or the captivity of the people of god or people of israel starts with the first siege and it continues it continues till the time when persians enter the equation or when the persian rule starts wherein we see the decree of cyrus see cyrus the persian king hears about a prophecy about him mentioned in the book of isaiah i mean he's happy about it and he gives permission to the jewish people uh to go and rebuild their city and he gives certain financial concessions to and that's the time when we hear about the decree of cyrus and that's the time when the captivity period comes to an end so the babylonian exile took place in three phases and that was well foretold in advance we see that in isaiah chapter 29 and jeremiah chapter 25 and daniel who had been taken captive in the first siege understood from the prophecy in jeremiah and uh, he understood that this captivity period or this exile 
would last 70 years and he is reading about that in the 67th year of the 70 year exile period that's when he you know, understands that and he goes into prayer and in the, in the middle of that prayer we get that uh, message which we see in daniel chapter 9 about the 70 weeks uh, prophecy so these are all the time that is covered in second chronicles and uh, the desolation of jerusalem we need to distinguish that from the captivity period the desolation of jerusalem starts from the third siege because we see that in the third siege jerusalem is fully destroyed jerusalem is laid waste jerusalem is desolate and it continues because even when cyrus has given the permission under the leadership of ezra they tried to rebuild uh, their city but it did not go well far because they faced opposition from uh, various groups of people and that's when after ezra nehemiah comes and nehemiah is a cupbearer to artaxerxes the 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 uh, we see that the decree of artaxerxes wherein artaxerxes because of uh, nehemiah's favor with artaxerxes because nehemiah is a cupbearer to the king and king artaxerxes gives permission to nehemiah and uh, uh, provides uh, concessions and uh, various governmental orders so that the group that is going to jerusalem can rebuild the walls rebuild the city and things like that and that's the time the decree of artaxerxes is the time which uh, that is the decree which triggers the 70 weeks of daniel the 70 weeks period so coming to that prophets we see jeremiah who was prophesying well before siege 1 and daniel and ezekiel who are all contemporaries of uh, jeremiah i mean daniel and ezekiel would have been uh, in uh, as, uh, would have been students of jeremiah in some or the other way i mean they would have heard about the prophecies of jeremiah and they would have heard him speak way back in uh, in jerusalem and we see that later other prophets come in the picture like hagai sakaria malakai because they are called as the post exilic or the post captivity prophets they are prophesying to the people who have come back from the captivity in babylon so along with that esther who is coming around 30 years before nehemiah and who was used by god to preserve the jewish race and who was also instrumental in uh the coming of the messiah jesus christ so outline of the book of ezekiel chapters 1 2 3 uh we saw that in the last sessions wherein god calls the prophet ezekiel chapters 4 to 24 we see the judgment of god upon jerusalem and that is give, given before the siege before the first siege and chapters 25 to 32 the judgment of god upon the muslim nations which was given during the siege the last siege the third siege lasting around 18 months and 33 to 48 uh, the wonderful chapters describing the restoration of jerusalem and that is given after the siege so ezekiel's responsibility was to warn israel of her sin and the coming destruction due to her sin we saw that in ezekiel chapter 3 and he conveyed his message through several ways including signs in chapters 4 and 5 we are going to look that from today's session onwards 
through various sermons in chapters 6 to 7 and also through various visions in chapters 8 to 11 and he is stressing the consequence of sin and its associated suffering in all its messages and demonstrations the signs the prophets of israel used various signs to convey their message it's not altogether new in ezekiel we see that in ahijah in isaiah in jeremiah and extensively in ezekiel in this book now all those uh, references uh, you be seeing that so using signs the prophets conveyed their message in a vivid manner to their audience so let's enter chapter 4 you also son of man take a clay tablet and lay it before you and portray on it a city jerusalem lay siege against it build a siege wall against it and heap up a mound against it set camps against it also and place battering rams against it all around clay tablet clay tablet see that was a soft clay tablet used by the babylonians as a writing pad or a large brick uh, baked in the sun which was used as a building block for building various structures so something like this a tablet onto which inscriptions were made this was a way of uh, writing you are seeing that right now something like this so ezekiel is told to lay siege against it build a siege wall against it and heap up a mount against it and set camps against it place battering rams against it what is he uh, instructed heap up a mount see when the enemies want to destroy a, an enemy city wall they will build towers rising up to the top of the enemy wall and this is actually men, uh, related with connecting the tower of the structure that they, these people are building to destroy the enemy walls connecting the tower with the walls of the besieged city that's the way they uh, try to enter or you know overcome the walls of any city so ezekiel is told to build a connecting tower and he's uh, instructed to set camps camps referring to groups of soldiers and battering rams what does that mean see it refers to that breakers which people in ancient civilizations used to uh, batter against the walls of an enemy fortress we see that in ezekiel deuteronomy micah and isaiah so ezekiel is told to make a model and he is to put this in a public place so that everyone will be able to see and god wanted the captives in babylon to understand that jerusalem their home city was going to be under siege and be totally destroyed moreover take for yourself an iron plate and set it as an iron wall between you and the city set your face against it and you sh- and it shall be besieged and you shall lay siege against it this will be a sign to the house of israel iron plate we saw that in this words iron plate may take for yourself an iron plate see that is a, a flat plate used as a pan for baking we uh, you know people who are baking uh, cakes or things like that you would be using 
pans so this iron plate is something like a flat plate which people at that time used for baking certain things in the final siege for around 18 months the people were trying to overcome that final siege by even digging under the walls and trying to escape but they were not successful so god expects that the object lesson by ezekiel will convey the message to the people that they were going to be in serious trouble that's the message and god is instructing ezekiel now to do something very absurd misunderstood by many people he is telling lie also on your left side and lay the iniquity of the house of israel upon it according to the number of the days that you lie on it you shall bear their iniquity left side see when facing the sun your left side will be north and your right side will be south in genesis and psalms we see that so referring to the left side is northern kingdom and right side means south southern kingdom so he is addressing the northern kingdom as well as the southern kingdom namely israel and judah for i have laid on you the years of their iniquity according to the number of the days 390 days so you shall bear the iniquity of the house of israel 390 days and let me tell you the septuagint or uh, the greek translation of the old testament it has 190 days in place of 390 probably uh, the septuagint translators would have done that uh, in order to match with something we are not so sure but the masoretic text which is the most authoritative text behind our old testament has 390 as well as other texts also has the word 390 in that verse and when you have completed them lie again on your right side then you shall bear the iniquity of the house of judah 40 days i have laid on you a day for each year so 430 days in total and a day for each year and this is only one place among the two places in scripture where it says one day for an year it's not a, a uniform calculation but this is just only one among the two occurrences now ezekiel did not do this action continuously for 24 hours he did it ceremonially like at a certain time of the day wherein the people could see him at a certain time so this is because the sign that he is going to perform next it includes some actions and uh, it demands that ezekiel cannot be lying on his left and right side continuously so i have laid on you a day for each year what is he saying in the original text in the original hebrew this phrase is repeated a day for a year a day for a year so this is in a way to highlight the reference to the incident mentioned in numbers chapter 14 verse 34 now we read about the 12 spies sent into uh, uh, no, the the promised land the event at kadesh barnia and uh, 10 among those spies give a bad report only two give a favorable report and god says because you did not believe me because you disbelieved me i am going to send punishment upon you and you're going to wander in the wilderness for 40 years you went 
and spied in the land for 40 days one year for a day or one day for an year so 40 years you will be wandering in the wilderness and you will die that's the punishment so this double uh, repetition or this uh, way of emphasizing a day for a year a day for a year is a kind of a reference to that event in numbers 390 days let's look at certain calculations 390 days Ezekiel was to lie on his left side for 390 days that is according to the Hebrew calendar 13 months the siege of Jerusalem lasted 18 months we see that in Jeremiah chapter 52 and those who laid the siege the Chaldeans they withdrew when Pharaoh's army approached we read about that in Jeremiah chapter 37 and if the duration that they withdrew is 5 months if if the duration is 5 months then the number of days of the actual siege will be 18 minus 5 13 months which is 390 days now this is one way where uh, old testament scholars try to understand the time period of 390 days so 390 years one year for a day or one day for a year So 390 years Ezekiel is pointing out that the iniquity which the house of Israel had been committing for 390 years probably from their rebellion and apostasy under king Jeroboam to the destruction of Jerusalem which completed the destruction of those small remnant see when i say small remnant from the northern kingdom at least some group of small i mean a small remnant would have mixed with the southern kingdom juda and this event of total destruction of jerusalem which is going to happen this will ensure that even that small remnant of the northern kingdom will be wiped off that is the uh, portrayal of the destruction of jerusalem and coming to the total of 430 days Ezekiel as i told you would have been doing this in a ceremonial manner representing the 390 years the northern kingdom committed idolatry and the 40 years the southern kingdom committed the same sin so 390 plus 400 plus 40 which gives a total of 430 years now i am leaving you at that point right now because there are some other surprises which we are going to see in chapter 5 some other calculation so just wait for that because things are going to surprise you in that chapter 2 therefore you shall set your face toward the siege of jerusalem your arm shall be uncovered and you shall prophesy against it arm shall be uncovered what does it refer to it refers to the you know fact of people rolling up their sleeves if people want to do some activity fast they will fold their sleeves or in that culture they will roll up so that they can easily do the task and surely i will restrain you so that you cannot turn from one side to another till you have ended the days of your siege the god is restraining him we don't know how but god is restraining him in some form in such a way that ezekiel cannot move also take for yourself wheat barley beans lentils millet and spelt put them into one vessel and make bread of them for yourself during the number of days that you lie on your side 390 days you shall eat it see this sort of 
combination of foods signified the food of the poor people so this is signifying extreme poverty and millet that was a grass which grows without rain its seeds was uh, you know its seeds were crushed into a flour and mixed with other cereals to form bread namely bread for the poor people so even though these were common grains in the people's diet at that time we see that in second samuel 17 the idea is that the food availability will be so scarce in such a way that several food grains had to be mixed to provide enough food for a person so jeremiah is portraying this part of you know jerusalem's desolation in lamentations 4 uh, 3 to 11 wherein he describes the terrible famine and the horrific events associated with that we read about mothers boiling and eating their own children so severe was the famine and your food which you eat shall be by weight 20 shekels a day from time to time you shall eat it eat by weight that was a jewish expression for poverty for the time of poverty and 20 shekels a day the weight a shekel a jewish shekel weighs around 11.4 grams so ezekiel's food allowance was about 227 grams per day oh so so little so it describes that severity of famine which the people were facing you shall also drink water by measure 1/6 of a hin from time to time you shall drink 1/6 of a hin so that was around 0.64 liters or 640 ml which is just over half a liter now it's not surprising even if just over half a liter of water per day uh, i mean it's not surprising if that's the case because in severity when water is also scarce we can imagine that such a situation would have been existing and you shall eat it as barley cakes and bake it using fuel of human waste in their sight the human excreta was to be used as fuel for the fire for preparing ezekiel's food that is god's instruction and by the way bread that was baked using human excreta was repulsive and that was against the law that was unclean as per the law we see that in deuteronomy and leviticus so repulsive then the lord said so shall the children of israel eat their defiled bread among the gentiles where i will drive them see gentile nations and whatever they were producing they were considered unclean as per the law for the jewish people we see that in amos chapter 7 and hosea chapter 9 so the people of god were desiring pagan worship pagan customs pagan religious practices and pagan idolatry they were uh, desiring to do all those things so god is in a way telling if you are acting like gentiles i'm going to treat you like gentiles i'm going to make you feel the punishment which is coming upon those who disobey me and since ezekiel was a priest we saw that earlier he knew the dietary laws which was part of the ceremonial laws 
we see that in Exodus, Leviticus, and Deuteronomy. So Ezekiel was conveying the idea to the people that a siege, a terrible siege was coming. The people will not be able to observe their dietary laws, their ceremonial laws. And in fact, the situation will be so severe that they will be willing to eat anything only to survive because of the severity of the famine. That's the message that Ezekiel is conveying. So I said, Ah Lord God, indeed I have never defiled myself from my youth till now. I have never eaten what died of itself or was torn by bees, nor has abominable flesh ever come into my mouth. See, this is one of the few prayers that we see in this book. But whatever may be, Ezekiel pleads, Lord, this is too much. I, because he's a priest, he knows that these are all unclean. So he's saying, Lord, please, this is too much. And God is giving a relaxation to this prophet. And we see abominable flesh, that term. The things he says, I mean, God instructed to prepare that food using, you know, human excreta and things like that. So the things that he is about to do are in principle violation of the dietary laws from Leviticus and Deuteronomy. So he knows that. You know, remember uh, Peter's vision wherein he sees uh, a, a plate-like thing being lowered from heaven full of unclean animals. And uh, God is telling him to eat and he is saying, you know, how can I eat? It? it is all unclean. And God says, what God has purified, you should not consider unclean. Remember that incident. So consider this as a parallel version of that. So this prophet asks for a relaxation and God allows a small relaxation. So he said to me, see, I am giving you cow dung instead of human waste and you shall prepare your bread over it. Cow dung is still used as fuel in many parts of our country as well as by the Bedouins of Arabia and Egypt. So Ezekiel can use cow dung instead of human waste. Moreover, he said to me, son of man, Surely I will cut off the supply of bread in Jerusalem. They shall eat bread by weight and with anxiety and shall drink water by measure and with dread. That they may lack bread and water and be dismayed with one another and waste away because of their iniquity. See the emphasis of Ezekiel is that a terrible siege is coming. Jerusalem is going to be destroyed. The people are going to be punished because of their rebellion against God. That's the message that God wants these captives to know through the demonstration of these signs by this prophet Ezekiel. So as we stop here for this session today, please go through this chapter again and please go through chapter 5. Wonderful surprises are awaiting us in that chapter and by the way make sure that you subscribe also and stay tuned for the next session wherein we are going to study lots of interesting things what God is telling and what God is conveying to not only you know that group of people but also to us. Amen. Shall we close with a word of prayer. Father we thank you for helping us understand your word Lord and as we try to fathom the, the depths of your word. Help us to obey you and help us not be like the people who rebelled and invited judgment into their lives. 
but help us be as the light and salt in this generation leading many to the saving and healing knowledge of Jesus Christ I'm asking you to bless all my hearers as they take certain commitments before you are Lord thank you father for hearing and answering us help us be holy and help us to await your coming as your coming is so close thank you lord in jesus name we humbly pray amen